0: This is the K-pop cast. I'm your host, Stephanie, and today we've got something real special for you.
1: That's right. I'm DJ Peter Lowe and we're kicking off an experimental miniseries discussing the hit song in K-pop for the year 2009.
0: Yep, we're gonna debate what's the best, but you be the ultimate jury to tell us who won
1: and joining us for this new throwback series i'm proud to welcome on stephen knight from cult scenes k-pop unmuted welcome stephen guys
2: thanks so much for inviting me back uh and a special thank you for the super easy assignment of picking the best k-pop song of 2009 super ordinary year easy
0: I don't. <laughs> All right, you must be pulling our legs, Stephen. Yeah. But you know, we'll we'll find out as we get through this episode. Anyways, let us dive right in to the best hit replays of 2009. Dun, dun, dun. Rewind edition. Yes. All right, so I don't know about you all, but I think I personally had my coming of K-pop age around 2009. Oh yes,
1: yeah. <laughs> For me, it was 2008, 2009. BoA, yep. Hagar, Lee E. Hyeori,
2: and uh, Rain. Rain.
1: Rainism. Oh. No, I was
2: a lot. I was a lot later to the party than you guys. I'm more like 2012, mm. um, but. 4minute was the the group that brought me into K-pop and so really? I very quickly went back to 2009 to their debut album and had a bunch of their 2009 songs on my my very first playlist. I remember when my K-pop playlist had like 10 songs on it. Wow. Oh. Those were the days. And you quickly discovered how
1: 4minute back in those days sounded so much like a copycat edition of 2NE1.
0: Shots fired. <laughs>
2: A copycat edition of a group that debuted the same year? Uh (laughs) uh Uh-oh. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. (laughs) All right. Break it up, break it up. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Right. It wasn't
1: obvious. We're we're here to debate amongst each other for uh, top hits, but as we've been saying, like 2009... This is totally unfair. Like, golden era, and so many nostalgia-inducing,
2: iconic songs from this single year alone. Yeah, just looking at the debuts, I mean, we just mentioned 21 and 4 Minute FX. How about that? Tiara.
0: Uh After School. That's right. After After School. school. Ah. Ring Ding Dong from Shiny. I remember dancing to that in my living room, days and days, working up a sweat.
2: Fire by 21, which was powerful of course so fire! Course. In, ah by after school and, and roly-poly by tiara
0: and because that, of that you by after, after school
1: wait wait, wait. Yeah. roly-poly didn't come out in 2009 it was Bo Peep." Bo- fact check fact check and by tiara in 2009
2: <laughs> are those different songs
1: <laughs> oh wow <laughs> I think there were oh, other Oh Peep, you're right. Yeah.
2: Why do I why do I
1: have that uh, yeah, 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 okay. G Dragon, he was making his solo uh debut with Heartbreaker and Butterfly, yeah. they great songs. Um there were other, like, very notable things that year. Um a certain J Bum Park um <laughs> left <J-Bum> you one. <laughs> pardon me left from to, 21 left 2 p.m okay,
0: that's what happened in your fan fiction right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay that those are yeah fan fiction not meant to see the latter day but yeah he yeah. left 2 p.m in a scandal that really forced him to spend time finding himself and oh, i man. actually love the quote-unquote one fifty
0: nine p.m <laughs> oh my god song
1: later that year um in the form of heartbeat that's like what uh, like Jay Park was only one minute to 2 p.m. Like,
0: why did they brand it that
1: way? I thought that was so funny. That's
0: right, so much drama. Yeah,
1: and then there was also two songs which were cell phone commercials that were chart-topping hits. We had (laughs) AMOLED,
0: AMOLED by uh,
1: again a a piece of display technology that is an awesome song by Sun and After School, and Lollipop by Big Bang and
2: 2NE1 -hmm. Lollipop, not a great song, but I I love it. It's so great to have twenty (laughs) one and Big Bang doing like a almost a cute song together. Yeah, can't get better than that. Classic.
0: It's so hard to explain to people just getting into k-pop right now you try to go back in time and show them those old videos that are all grainy and weird looking now and it's yeah uh, it's impossible to convey uh how how catchy and good those old things were but what a time to be alive in yeah i was
2: looking back at at my 2009 songs and i think most of them i actually bought like with mm. money i own i own them because we didn't How have did these you even buy subscription them services. ITunes. Oh, wow. Yes, Asia,
0: right? Yeah.
1: iTunes, yeah. Oh, that too, yeah. There.
0: Remember Yes, Asia? I remember are still
1: yes. around? Yeah. Well, <laughs> anyway. Um, it, so, yeah, this was especially a hard year for us. But to give ourselves just a little bit of flexibility for this episode, um, we actually are introducing this section which was our personal hit replay, our personal hit rewind, the songs that spoke to our soul that might not be critically acclaimed, may not have changed the face of K-pop forever, but are still great songs in our hearts. So to kick us off, Stephanie, do you want to share with us sure. your first personal favorite for 2009
0: absolutely my personal favorite song from 2009 was Daviqi 8282 or Baili Baili. um you might remember from the last K pop cast episode that my hit replay was a recently released song called 8282 Piley Piley. That's right. And maybe I'm just destined to <laughs> to, uh, to absolutely love songs with that kind of wordplay. But why it was special to me personally was because of the sheer, I mean, not just because it was catchy, but the vocal powerhouse that was Dabichi really. Uh, just impressed me and it allowed me to put my little self on the map as someone who's good at noraibang or karaoke because that would be my go-to song that nobody else could do. hit that high note, especially in the last chorus. Not saying that I can do it now. Please don't request that <laughs> from me at this point. Oh, <laughs> it's later, happening,
1: Stephanie. Next time you and I, I are going I, out. I yeah.
0: killed that song back then. Yes. Such great memories.
1: Oh, my God. Like, from the very first, like, orchestral sweep the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Like, it is so iconic. Like, people know it from the very first beat. I love it. And it, it is
2: so nostalgia-inducing.
0: So... Steven, how about you? So my
2: personal pick actually would be a strong contender for song of the year too, but Cara's Mister Ah yes, is just such a great song. Actually, the when, butt when dance. Peter yes. <laughs> the classic butt dance which people still Yeah. <laughs> ah, that's I, I, right. if you remember from Produce 101 the first year, a group tried to perform it with the choreographer who who came up with that move there and they can't do it it's not you know Mm -hmm. it's not as easy as one might think that is a a, that's probably its most lasting legacy yeah but it's also an early sweet tune hit you know sweet tune is a has had massive influence on on k-pop over the years Mm -hmm. what i love about that song and dance is
1: like how the suspenders are able to like perfectly accentuate like the butt shakes That's what makes it so iconic, and and when I play that song now, people like, oh, they know it from the first like four bar intro. They're like, oh, this is the song. They all rush out onto the dance floor. They all try to do the Kara step.
0: Extremely catchy.
2: Yeah. My favorite thing about it is the chorus. Scott Entrante, yeah. years ago tweeted out for for one of his podcasts. You know, what's your favorite chorus? And this was the first thing that came to mind. Uh, it's got that that double chorus. Very simple, but lots of little variations in it. Just so catchy and fun.
0: La 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 la. One two
2: three four five. One
0: two three four five. <laughs>
2: Do it. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, that part. All right, Pilo. Looks like you got something special cooked up for us
1: here. Yeah, so there's there's a lot of reasons why a grown man should not like this song. Oh, I don't like where this is going, <laughs> but like this is like one of those like it's so dumb and so campy that like oh you know I, I can't not love this song. And actually, this was one of those songs where I, like I just realized like you know what? Yeah, K-pop is dumb, but I love it. What? Well, for what it was. And and I think especially with this song, um, I'm referring to To Anyone's I Don't Care. And the production value of the song is like so low (laughs) and the hook is so uh, formulaic. Come on, Teddy. You could have done better. the word here. But let's not forget the poetic, critical, thinking, inspiring intro lyrics that say Hey Playboy It's about time <laughs> And your time's up Yes that's, that's right. right CL rhyme time With time Yep And then she continues on Saying I had to do this one For my girls you know Sometimes you gotta act like you just don't care. And from there, you know, the
2: uh, 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 uh's like, i the only way
1: these boys
2: learn. Yep, yeah, that's right. If I remember, Fire had kind of a similar cheesy intro. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you better get yours because I'm getting mine. I'm
1: getting
2: mine. Let's be real. Like, almost
1: all of CL's intros are kind of. Cringe, but I, I still love I her. Love it. Yeah. You yeah. know
0: what? That set the stage for you know w- w- without s- without CL and in those intros, we would not have like Lisa and That's her true. lines now. Generous,
1: oh, so. <laughs> so true.
0: Yeah. So true. We're talking about what what had a legacy and what set the stage for the successes we see now. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, and this is just our personal picks, by the way. Um, but what <laughs> again? What made it such a strong personal pick for me? was as a grown male I was singing the stupid song at the top of my lungs in my car <laughs> it's, about, it's a girl song about getting boys to pay attention to you so there you go my personal pick.
2: well it comes in handy it's not the only song we might talk about where the, the sentiment you know occurs in daily life and you find yourself singing the song yeah, yeah.
0: indeed
1: of course nah, asked a similar question to our listeners um, on our Twitter in the hashtag K-pop chat Unbothered Unnie said um, not underrated but Wedding Dress by Taeyong just speaks to my soul and that song yes. oh my god API high school and college clubs everywhere college. were doing dance covers to that song and I, I still play Wedding Dress at, at uh, DJ cakes I have now
0: mm-hmm. that one still slams Let's see, we also heard from T-Rex mama, one of our longtime friends. She says, honestly, any woman of a certain age oh, here we go <laughs> She says she doesn't like girl groups clearly hasn't listened to Wonder Girls. Everything sounds like it could have come off of a late 80s, mid-90s soundtrack for a movie starring Julia Stiles or Angelina Jolie. Oh, I think she is so right there. Like how can we get through this episode without talking about Wonder Girls? Right, Carson?
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, sorry. i yeah, that's my my, a baby fan. Yeah, he, he's sitting <laughs> on my lap right now.
2: No, you know, there's an argument that Wonder Girls kind of set the stage for this whole breakout in, in 2009 with, with nobody. Uh, the Korean version being 2008 and, and the English version... Coming out in 2000. Yeah, I always
0: remembered it as being 2009, but I guess it was the, the English version and the, the global world tour that happened. The How You
1: Ways were most felt in 2009. I think That's so. I think so, yeah. If only JYP hadn't run out of uh, toilet paper in that bathroom stall, we would
2: just never Ew, run out of my Oh my gosh.
1: Please. <laughs> okay, yeah, only people who have seen <laughs> the music
2: even know what or I'm talking JYP about. Only JYP could screw up that, yeah. that song.
1: Disgusting.
2: Okay, so moving along
1: (laughs) It's that time It is the time (laughs) Where we debate The Uh, 2009 song That changed the course Of K-pop forever So we'll debate And it's up to you listeners To decide uh, who actually won We'll present uh, our arguments uh, To you, the jury um, and before we each dive into our own picks, let's also call out a comment by unbothered Unies, who said, nobody, because nobody has done it like them
0: since nobody oh can God. argue. It. Hey yo, finally hey, for
1: All right, so Stephen, be the first to argue for the song, the 2009 song that changed the course of K-pop
2: forever. Well, first, let me admit that it's totally unfair that I get to pick first because (laughs) the answer is so obvious. Mm. And actually, I've had to be a little bit talked into this over the years, but I'm totally on board now. Girls Generations G. Whoa. I think if you took a poll of everybody who knows what they're talking about in the K-pop world... <laughs> oh, wow. You the would get a very high...
0: high.
2: <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> All of them.
0: You're going to um, cut off a lot of reactions. So there's reactions, two things goodness. about
2: this song. There's, there's this... exactly. There's the song itself, and then there's its impact. Okay. So the song is, is kind of tricky. And by the way, I want to give credit to, to Jakob Dorov who wrote a great article on his blog, which is no longer online, the K Pendian blog about this song. Mm. But it, one, one thing he says, it's, it's hard to, it's not so obvious in G what makes it such an amazing song. It's not like I got a boy where, you know, it just hits you over the head. Like, we're doing something really unusual in the song. I think what's really different about G is just the absolutely insane amount of repetition of words <laughs> in the song. Yes. <laughs> G G G G. <laughs> like if you were to whiteboard this and say, "Here's what we're going to do." You know, and you had it, you're sitting in a conference room at SM, they would never let you do it in a million years.
1: You know, around this time, there was this phenomenon known as StarCraft. Mm, okay. And to win a game and to sort of like digitally handshake it against your opponent, what you write oh, is no. GG, which means sure. good game. You have to write baby, baby. Also. I know, well, actually, I, I used to do that around that time because like I would say like GG and then I would write in response to that baby, baby, baby. baby, baby. baby. <laughs> like, But... Um, <laughs> I mean, like, it's funny because actually coinciding with that, Girls' Generation used to perform this very song at StarCraft tournaments <laughs> upon declaring oh, wow. the victor. Like, GG, 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 baby, baby, baby,
2: yeah. Now that is information you will not get anywhere else.
0: No, you heard it here first.
2: I mean, so you pointed out the most obvious ones, GG, GG, baby, baby, and... No, 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 no. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh. Yeah, yeah. Mula, 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 mula.
0: <laughs> but that's not even what I'm talking
2: about. I mean, that's already way more than should ever be allowed in a song. That's true. But the really interesting part are the little uh, doublets, I call them, even though I know that's Ooh, a piece of clothing. That's a doublet. Yeah. That's not That's not an actual. I'm using that word totally wrong. Let's, let's hear it. But. So, the, I mean, the first sung part of the song is. no mu, no mu right? Yeah. And then where it really gets going is, oh, in the chorus, uh, there's there's just one after another, you know, bun-chuck, bun-chuck. Yep. No, 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 no. And then come-chuck, come-chuck. And by yeah. the way, I should let yep. Stephanie do all my Oh, no, you're, you're I'm, doing I'm, great. I'm doing my best. <laughs> and then the next line is, is you know, no mood. uh it ja Yes. G So the, the chorus is all built on these really crunchy korean words doubled up so much yeah. fun to sing and hear yeah
0: and and they're, it's- they're like onomatopoeia in yeah. korean right they're trying to convey some like physical sensation of like bursting or shining or surprising um, using those like, as, as you said like hard consonant words so yeah now, now i'm starting to appreciate it even more thanks Steven. see what i mean we did a
2: Girls' Generation episode way back, and I actually had a little bit of criticism for G. I said that the chorus wasn't that great, but now that I (gasps) take a closer look, I was actually thinking about the G, 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 baby, baby part. I was like, that is just the same note, the same words over and over. But taking a closer look at it, that's not even the chorus. Mm. You know, you would think that's the chorus.
0: Yeah, it comes right before. Right?
2: And Jakob had a really interesting thought about that. John Lennon apparently used to write his songs. He would write a verse and a chorus, and then he would throw out the verse and turn the chorus into the verse and then write another chorus and it's almost kind of like that's what happened in this you know the yeah the choruses have this refrain this g g g g baby baby refrain and then the chorus is actually the no, 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 oh, 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 mm-hmm. oh part. True. So it's such a catchy song. And one reason is the verses are basically choruses. Indeed. But that's just the song. And I haven't even mentioned Jessica's ad-libs, but oh, <laughs> moving yeah. on to the Uh-oh. impact.
0: <laughs> yeah, we can we can definitely trace the the legacy there of so many other K-pop songs, especially girl group songs that use, uh, that use repetitive sounds. That, I mean, even Girls' Generation went on to have... Oh, and then hoot, and then like, yeah, <laughs> songs right? that are just like a name of a sound. EXO has Coco Bop, and
2: very, very, very common nonsense. But, but even 2009, so
0: sorry, they're, sorry, they're, sorry. Then they translate. <laughs> so well across uh, across languages and territories because all of us can imitate those sounds without even knowing what they are but somewhere deep inside our soul we know what they mean because the sound is so perfect.
2: So the two things other than the song that this gave us were this is Girls' Generation's first big hit you know this created Girls' Generation yes. the biggest girl group in the history of K-pop no question. And the other part of it and and right along with it was this was a big part of the Hallyu phenomenon. You know mm-hmm. this. This song was huge, especially in Asia. Japan. It was. It topped the the Oricon chart. It wasn't the first success outside of Korea, um, but it was. It was a really important one mm-hmm. in that whole yeah.
0: story. Yeah. You didn't. Yeah. We didn't even talk about the. I don't know if you're, you're going to get into this, but the choreo, the dance. Yeah. Um, yeah. How sharp and uniform they were in their movements and the dance is doable if you have a few months to train but it's pretty advanced actually the
2: the choreo yeah it has memorable it has memorable point dances but also a degree of difficulty which is yes. a good combination it's pretty complex well
1: it's been long argued that g is the national anthem of k-pop but i would like to counter i would like oh. to offer an objection for my 2009 song that changed the face of K-pop forever, and that was <laughs> <laughs> <burm>,
0: <laughs>
1: "Abracadabra" by Brown Eyed Girls. Oh my god! <laughs> you come on,
0: guys. That was spot on, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: Are you, are you doing the dance too, Peter? Because I'm imagining
1: Oh, that. Oh, actually, it's funny. Like, when this song came out, I was, like, a really active salsero at the time, and it was always Woo. a part of the warm-up exercises when I was leading my team that, um, okay, we're going to do hip <laughs> isolations. And, you know, we do, like, okay, to the left, uh-huh. to the right, to the left, to the right. And I'm like, okay, then we just move on to other more sophisticated isolations from there. And then when the song came out, I'm like... Guys, all it is is just hip isolation. (laughs) It's like not Mm -hmm. even the choreo. This is my (laughs) woman. Yeah, right, right. It's not even the dance. But uh, it was kind of a big freaking deal. Um, Because until this point in history, we had not seen this level of sexually implied dance choreography, uh, confidence, edginess. Like this was girl crush distilled um i think into a sexy confident image and style
0: yeah contrast this with g right put those next to each other oh my god uh, yeah low. like the range it, yeah the, the upper bound of k-pop sexiness just went through the roof. yeah
1: i mean in a sea of Aegyo, kara yep. uh tell me wonder girls <laughs> or nobody wonder oh, girls yeah. which is kind of right. cutesy um uh, yeah girls generation but now Peter 2009 was also
2: the year of 21 okay okay 4 <laughs> minute you're, 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 yeah. you're
0: adding you're, you're making my, However, my argument less valid. yeah I, th- I think there's 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 girl crush and there's the the young colorful kind of girl power debut of 21 and 4 minute which is important but brown eyed girls showed a level of mature yes sexiness yeah that's that true. was missing that's true. oh yeah and, sure.
1: and that leads me to my next point like, K-pop could very easily be seen as a thing for kids. Adolescents. But then you've got this, like, very sexually aggressive <laughs> girl group coming in. And it's like, oh.
0: Yeah, the unnie's. The unnie's. Yes, the unnie's, yes, to the unnie's
1: here. Uh, yeah. This is K-pop for adults. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, let's not forget, like, what actually made this band, was it the rape? Was it the hip thrust? Ooh. No, it was actually the girl and girl action. The most scandalous of all the yeah. yeah, girl funny. kissing another girl, which is sacrilegious.
0: <laughs> in, in, and that that one move that la, la 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 you know what they're doing when you, yeah. <laughs> you sing that.
1: Oh, the the butt shake in the air. I actually like that. Woo. Um Risque yeah. to the max. Yeah. And the black yeah, yeah. leather mm-hmm. gosh. Yeah. So I think Ooh, what was also... Is it hot
0: in here? Or just in-
1: <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm getting excited. I love talking about Browning <laughs> Girls. Like, Cadabra. But I think what it also demonstrated, another precedent that this song set is uh, it showed how a group can go a complete 180 in concept because their last song, which I actually love, uh, is called L-O-V-E <laughs>
2: uh, by yeah. Browning
1: Girls. It's a great song, but it, it's, it's them trying to be a little bit more... Uh, you know, girl next door um, playful friendly and then this is like mm-hmm. dun, leather cuts, cuts,
0: cuts. and it's
1: like this electro pop song um, and it, it became a success and it's like well actually concept changes are a viable model um, as demonstrated uh, through Brown Night Girls and it also pushed I think like electro pop, electro house EDM beats as, as a, another contender for K-pop as a subgenre um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and yes I mean it's very simple, just just hip isolations. But it became known as the quote unquote arrogant dance. And that mm-hmm. arrogant dance we see like echoes of that to this day. I mean we, we saw it with um uh size gentleman.
0: What science? And, and which you brought that <laughs> yes.
1: guy in from from Brown Eyed Girls. Okay,
0: describe describe for the audience the arrogant dance. What move are you talking about? Oh, it's just the, the like rolling the head around. Yeah, well,
1: okay, you've got your arms crossed at your chest, yeah. that's key. And um, I mean your chin is up just a little bit, like you're like, huh, you know, like I I like you know I can mm. give give two shots, right? Um, and then then you're moving <laughs> your hips back and forth. Um, to the beat, like a 126, 128 beats per minute. Okay, all right, all right. We don't need all that. And uh, well, well, we did that right for for this song, Abracadabra, for Gentleman. Um, oh my God, I'm, I'm blanking on other other songs, but like it, it is the song that people all do and pay homage to in 2019 oh, sure. to 2020, and I'm sure 2050 and beyond. This is the song that Kay changed k-pop forever it's Brian girls is abracadabra
2: that's true absolutely. what do you mean that's true
1: <laughs> yeah I, you're supposed to debate me stephanie dang, I, like you're this supposed is to hard, be like man yeah actually. all right two
2: things one did anybody outside of korea even know that abracadabra came out
0: yeah absolutely oh yeah i mean oh, yeah. oh my gosh. american fans were like, but not
2: like g or nobody you know, I it, right. It wasn't part of the how you.
1: No, I. Mm, 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 uh, mm, I,
0: I mean, what's interesting is that I think in two thousand nine, what what really helped. Well, at least in in America, like it was it was the first time we saw something on YouTube that was labeled like not safe for all <laughs> audiences in Korea, or you can't even watch this in Korea, and so <laughs> and so it had that element of danger, forbidden. Content at least, like me and my friends thought it was like that. We're like, what? All right. Well, here's my second argument.
2: It's not even. It's not even. uh, It's not even Brown Eyed Girls' best song. It's not even their most iconic song. Well, Sixth Sense. Just this past year, you know, Lovelies wanted to show that they are not just a cutesy group. So, what song did they choose? Abracadabra? No.
1: Six Sense. Six Sense is good, uh, as well as their other hits. Like it's I love Warm okay, Hole and, and other really funny, silly stuff from, from Brown Eye Girls, but it is Abracadabra that
2: that pit It's a great song. Brown Eye Girls game.
1: on the Map. That pit Guy on the map as it's a like, sexually aggressive yeah, and confident Kyan. idol. <laughs> um
0: Kyan was like possessed. Yeah. Like it was bigger than her.
1: Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and, and like to your point, Stephen. Like, okay, what was this really a you wave that was felt internationally? Well, I think by at least Asian American circles around that time, and people who were already part of following, um, who were already invested in following pop culture out of out of Korea and, and Japan. I think they were already attuned to this, but um, it it was something that always came along with G, but. People were proud of Abracadabra, whereas G was like, "Yeah, it's cute, it's silly, and that's very indicative of what maybe K-pop might be generalized as." But Abracadabra Mm -hmm. is something that I like.
0: It could play on the world stage. It could be taken seriously by a first-time American viewer.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say if you're gonna show one of your non-K-pop friends something, you would especially a dude Abracadabra over (laughs) over G. I mean I think a dude would, would, would appreciate G as well, but it's a it's a different They, they different would kind of like song.
0: laugh and uh, not yeah. outwardly well, appreciate. I, I don't know. I
2: think like
1: between G and Abracadabra, it's like if you're like a boobs or a butt guy, like <laughs> you know
0: All like, right, are okay. you are you into uh, it? next okay, yeah. is it my yes, turn? Okay, go okay. ahead.
1: <laughs> Stephanie, what what is what would you say right. is the best.
0: So yeah. I'm gonna round us out here with Another example of sleek black and white, sexy K-pop, uh, K-pop maturity, and it might not be what y'all think, but I'm talking about Super Junior's Sorry Sorry. Okay, dun,
1: dun, dun, it's on my list, right? It is dun, up there. Dun, 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 I, dun, dun, I know that we dun, dun, all know.
0: <laughs> we all know the the first. Uh, yeah, is what, what what Peter was doing, the first lines in the music. We all know the iconic choreography. But I actually went back to watch the music video. And did you realize the first few frames are these really sexual tension laden slow motion shots of a woman like ripping her pearl necklace off, ripping her stockings and showing her legs. A woman looking through a keyhole. There's voyeurism angle. I was like, what am I watching? I don't remember this. I just remember the dance. Um but Super Junior is also an example of like pushing the envelope away from uh egg and colorful and more towards something black and white. Uh something darker yeah. that could play on the Western or or world stage. Um choreography. We gotta talk about that. Oh my god. It was yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. All of us know it. It was choreographed, actually, by an American uh, choreographer named Nick Bass, who worked with Justin Timberlake and Usher. Surprise, surprise. Um, This guy went on to choreograph Exo's Growl, which... Oh, that was another... I'm not... Well, we'll we'll discuss it for that year. But, (laughs) like, oh my god,
1: that... Yeah,
0: 2013. So, this was, I think, an early preview to the, the heights of... Uh, large group synchronized hip-hop dance that k-pop has been able to to reach and like blow out of the water for the for the entire world uh years later i think one of the important or if not the most important uh launch point for that was super junior sorry sorry it was a point dance but for guys it was accessible Uh, for everyone they look sharp they look effortless. It's something we can all jump in and at least do the <laughs> the rubbing the hands together, so, like acting like we're apologizing. We can all hit our feet. Like I don't know what 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 other yeah, dance but, that you know, is Stephanie, like
1: that, that still hasn't dot, stopped me as a guy from doing the girly arrogant dance dance <laughs> from My Girl's sure. this
0: No, abs- absolutely. Um, I think the sheer evidence of how how catchy and how accessible the choreo is was how it got picked up by cover dance groups and especially by flash mobs oh, yeah. around the world yeah. like 2009 was a year of flash mobs for sure one special one um a prison in the philippines oh that's <laughs> right wow. remember yeah, I, I remember the inmates? This. yeah all in their jumpsuits like clockwork killing it to super juniors sorry sorry i can never forget that video going viral and people trying to cover that and like one up that with more and more people in whatever city square um it was just an explosion of people appreciating and living living in k-pop through this song mm-hmm. um so so that's that's why super junior sorry sorry comes to me as like the one with the biggest legacy for the rest of of k-pop be- mainly because of the the dance cover flash mob element and how it was kind of made yeah. for that to happen
1: yeah i, I mean I, I i feel so bad for saying this for like what the third or fourth time in this episode but like this is still a song I play to this day <laughs> oh, sure. and all my DJs you, you like, played
0: it at the the soul train party well every like k-pop or you dance party hardest. I,
1: I, I spin yeah like it, it is a must play k classic um but that's what I called my crate where I pull it out of but yeah I I, I mean it like from the first beat like I hear people screaming like
0: ah song and they all kind of like run
1: to the dance circle and they they start shaking their hands and like moving from left to right just like the choreo you know and
0: i was at i was at that party and i look around i'm like were you kids even alive oh
1: yeah that's a good point (laughs) yeah i mean this predates a lot of them yeah but they know it
0: they know it well you know that's a good point about
2: all all of these songs i think these are three songs that just the first few notes or beats Everybody knows the song. That's true. You know? yeah. And they run to the dance floor. Yeah.
0: That is a that is a true marker of the essence of K-pop. Exactly.
2: And every year after 2009 was just like just like this. Ah. Uh, <laughs> I think this is an especially iconic year. Like, We have to mate, wait till 2013, I think, to get anything close to, to two thousand. Okay, yeah.
0: I, I'm really looking towards, yeah, 2013 episode. Okay, yeah.
1: okay well, any um, anything else that you guys wanted to say, like, you know, last pitch to the jury here, like, hey, vote for, I, for mine you know, because of this reason.
0: I, I endorse all of these, to be honest. I yeah. think they all should win. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean,
1: truth be told, listeners, a little behind the scenes, a little BTS here, um we were actually each like selecting one of these three (laughs) and then we're like well actually this one speaks to me a little stronger and then we we just picked it but it it was very hard
2: to pick yeah there's probably half a dozen songs that I I couldn't argue if somebody wanted to say that was the the song I was gonna say of the year but you know longer than that
1: yeah Mm -hmm. well the the face of k-pop forever so
2: personally i think that listeners out there should should go with g if they if they think that car is mr wait a minute the, the top i think i should get extra credit for picking mr mm-hmm. as my personal favorite
0: no you can't pick like a top contender for your personal i mean who makes well, the i guess no one said yeah you're right anyway it should
2: be like the senate Oh, <laughs> oh no, Let's not do that right now <laughs> Especially right
0: now <laughs> Throw the whole Senate in the trash Yeah okay Alright you've heard from us But now it's time for you K-pop cast listeners to decide Which song won
1: for this special Rewind hit replay episode Vote by tweeting the name of the song
2: With the hashtag K-pop
1: chat yeah,
0: straightforward. Just
1: tweet the name of the song With the hashtag K-pop chat We'll count them all up and you've got seven days to vote from the airing of this episode date. So uh, the published date of when this episode goes live, maybe this Sunday, we'll find out. Um, seven days from that <laughs> point, that's the one day that you have to vote for, again, the 2009 song in K-pop that changed the face of K-pop forever. Um, and we'll announce cool. the winner and, uh, on the next episode. In the meantime... Let our
0: listeners know where they can find you on Twitter. You can find
2: me at DJ Peter Lowe. I am at Tennessee Appeal on Twitter and you can just DM the award to me at that address.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you ain't getting nothing, Stephen. I am at
1: Parker 2 And you can tweet all of us at the K-pop cast. Oh, Stephen, what, what hey, let's plug K-pop Unmuted. Where, where can people find K-pop Unmuted?
2: Well, sure, you can follow K-pop Unmuted at K-pop Unmuted. We spent a lot of time coming up with that. One last pitch here.
1: Um, for all you K cast listeners. We discussed uh G abracadabra. Sorry, sorry, but a, a fourth viable option is anything by Soyeon who
0: No um
1: Jelly Jelly. Yes, yeah, Absolutely there we go. Not. Uh, so uh, w- that's an acceptable answer as well.
0: Disqualified.
1: <laughs> okay, well thanks for your time guys and um can't wait to see the votes.
0: Thanks guys.
1: I'm already recording, so whenever you guys are, uh, ready. all
2: right, I'm recording as well. One, two, three, and I'm like, hold on, timeout.
1: Nope, I'm I'm including all of that on the uh, episode.
0: Okay. <laughs> 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 hey,